Welcome to the Merkel Treehouse for Sunday, May 7th, 2023. I'm Audrey Merkel and we've got a great show for you today. So sit back, relax, and enjoy a little Horace Morris and the Merkel Treehouse Band. After a $44 billion loan from the International Monetary Fund, Argentina has met one of the IMF's demands by making it illegal for payment processors to offer Bitcoin support. The elite will stop at nothing to deny the people the ability to protect their hard-earned money from the debasement being forced upon them. It is a disgrace that central banks seek to put pressure on struggling nations through the IMF to pass tyrannical laws. What are they afraid of? Thanks to central bank monetary debasement, The Argentine peso has lost 90% of its value since 2012. Their people need a more sound money, and their only refuge is Bitcoin. In light of this, Bitcoin remains at all-time highs against the Argentine peso. And that is a great segue into... Bitcoin on the march. On Friday, not one but two bills concerning Bitcoin were passed in the state of Montana. One bill ensures that local authorities can't stand in the way of Bitcoin mining operations, while the other prohibits any tax on Bitcoin transactions. Jack Dorsey donated $10 million to OpenSats for further development of Bitcoin and decentralized social media protocol, Noster. The aim of this donation is to propel Bitcoin towards becoming the native currency of the internet. It was announced that Democratic presidential candidate Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is set to speak at Bitcoin 2023 conference in Miami this month. Over to Satoshi, the robot assistant for the technicals. This week, the hash rate has demonstrated some volatility. It peaked at 440 exahashes, but currently at 285 exahashes. However, this is up from 232 exahashes one year ago. This is an increase of 22%. Bitcoin average difficulty is at a current level of 48.01, up from 29.79 one year ago. This is a change of 61.12%. The block height at time of recording is 788578. Overall, the Bitcoin network is super strong. Thank you, Satoshi. Finally, the Kingdom of Bhutan shocked the world this week when it announced that it has been secretly mining Bitcoin for years. For more details, Morton Anger is standing by in Bhutan. Morton? Ladies and gentlemen, it's me, award-winning journalist Morton Anger, coming to you from the beautiful kingdom of Bhutan, nestled in the heart of the Himalayan mountains. Finally, some good news to report. Bhutan, also known as the land of the Thunder Dragon, has been quietly mining Bitcoin for years without telling anyone, including its own citizens. And not only that, it has been doing so sustainably by utilizing its abundant stores of hydroelectricity, a renewable energy source. Let me tell you folks, this place is a sight to behold. Towering snow-capped peaks stretch up into the sky, while lush green valleys stretch out below them, dotted with vibrant temples and monasteries. The air here is crisp and fresh, filled with the sweet scent of blooming flowers and the earthy aroma of the surrounding forests. Bhutan's success in Bitcoin mining should serve as a model for other countries looking to break free from the corrupt and unstable US dollar hegemony. As the world's reserve currency, The U.S. dollar has been manipulated and exploited by the country's central bank for far too long, causing global economic instability and hardship. 
but Bhutan has shown that it doesn't have to be this way. By embracing Bitcoin mining, the country has found a way to generate wealth and economic independence outside of the U.S. dollar system. And not only that, but it has done so in an environmentally sustainable way that benefits its citizens and the planet as a whole. As I walk through the streets of Bhutan's capital city, Timfu, I can see the energy and enthusiasm of the people as they work tirelessly to create a brighter future for themselves and their children. And with their Bitcoin mining operation, they're well on their way to achieving that goal. So, my fellow citizens, keep your eyes on Bhutan. This tiny kingdom may be small in size, but it's got a big heart and an even bigger vision for the future. And with their Bitcoin mining operation, they're sure to become a shining example for other nations looking to break free from the chains of the old order and forge a new, more equitable path forward. Thank you and good day. Thank you, Morton. Bhutan is certainly a mystical and beautiful place. Who better than Maya Moonshadow to tell us more about Bhutan? Maya, over to you. Greetings to all my cosmic warriors. The kingdom of Bhutan is a beautiful and peaceful place, a nexus of high vibrations and low time preference. Did you know that the kingdom of Bhutan is 75% Buddhist? This spiritual tradition is deeply ingrained in the country's social, cultural, and political fabric. Buddhism emphasizes the importance of mindfulness, compassion, and ethical behavior. And these principles are reflected in Bhutan's Gross National Happiness Index, which prioritizes citizens' well-being over material wealth. So, how does this relate to Bitcoin? Well, Bitcoin is a decentralized digital currency that operates independently of any central authority or financial institution. In many ways, the principles of Bitcoin align with those of Buddhism. Both value decentralization and emphasize the importance of individual responsibility and ethical behavior. Moreover, the Buddhist practice of mindfulness and awareness can be particularly useful when it comes to understanding Bitcoin. Mindfulness involves being fully present and aware of one's thoughts, feelings, and surroundings without judgment or distraction. This practice can help us approach Bitcoin with a clear, focused mind and avoid making impulsive or emotional decisions that could lead to financial losses. Furthermore, the Buddhist concept of interdependence can help us understand the broader implications of Bitcoin on society and the financial system. Interdependence emphasizes the interconnectedness of all beings and systems and encourages us to consider the long-term consequences of our actions. The Buddhist spiritual tradition of Bhutan can provide valuable insights and perspectives on the emerging world of Bitcoin. By embracing mindfulness, ethical behavior, and interdependence, we can approach Bitcoin with a clear, focused mind and a deeper understanding of its implications for our interconnected world. Namaste. Namaste, Maya. And before we send you on your way, it's time for part five of Professor Pinto Pete's Bitcoin white paper series. Pinto? Well, howdy there, y'all. Today's part of my Bitcoin white paper lecture series is all about the Bitcoin network. Now, I know we've already talked about transactions, verifying them, and how they get into blocks, but what does this network look like as a whole? In some ways, this section is sort of a review of some things we've already learned. So the network works like this. First off, any new transactions that are created get broadcast to all the nodes in the network. Then each node collects these new transactions and puts them into a block. 
After that, each node starts working on finding a real tough proof of work for their block. Oh, I know, that's Bitcoin mining, right, Papinto? That's right, Curly. And once a miner finds that proof of work, they broadcast the block to all the other nodes. And those other nodes only accept the block if all the transactions in it are valid and ain't already been spent. Then those nodes get to work creating the next block in the chain, using the hash of the accepted block as the previous hash. Now nodes always think the longest chain is the right one and keep working on extending it. So if two nodes happen to broadcast different versions of the next block at the same time, some nodes might receive one or the other first. But in that case, they'll work on the first one they got and save the other branch just in case it becomes longer. And if there's ever a tie, it'll be broken when the next proof of work is found and one branch becomes longer. Then the nodes that were working on the other branch will switch to the longer one. And here's a fun fact. New transaction broadcasts don't necessarily have to reach all the nodes. As long as they get to enough nodes, they'll get added to a block before long. And even if a node misses a block broadcast, they'll get it when they connect back to the network. Boy, Pinto, I admit I'm getting a little lost in the weeds here. Why would anyone use something so complicated? Well now, Slowpoke, I know all this talk about Bitcoin may seem a mite overwhelming, but believe you me, it's simpler than you might reckon. You don't have to be knee-deep in Bitcoin mining or running nodes just to hold or spend your Bitcoin. But that's another ball of wax and ain't within the scope of this here lecture series. The point is, Bitcoin wouldn't work without the network of nodes and the proof-of-work consensus mechanism keeping everyone honest and incentivized. So understanding how the network works is key to understanding how Bitcoin works overall. And that's why we've covered it today, y'all. Thank you kindly for listening. Thank you, Pinto. Ladies and gentlemen, please join us again on Wednesday for Part 6 of Pinto Pete's Bitcoin White Paper Lecture Series. And that's all we have for you today, folks. Join us every Sunday and Wednesday for the best in Bitcoin mindshare. Send us all home, boys. Hey, folks, it's Sammy Nash. Please spread the word by sharing with all your friends. Pretty please, with sugar on top. Sugar on top.